you went to McDonald's and I went to like a local Mexican place for like a whatever late night. It was late night, you know. Yeah. And got a burrito. I rolled a dice. Wasn't the best. And you had a good theory on me. Oh, yeah. You didn't want to go late night. You don't want to go to some individual non-chain restaurant where you don't know what you're getting. <laughs> this is a, This is an important meal. This, right. is what, <laughs> this, is, this is what makes you feel like right. like satisfied with your life. Like yeah. you go to the tried yeah. and true and uh, and I went to McDonald's and I got uh, the uh, what I realized as I was eating it is a, such a lonely man order. Which was a twenty-piece nuggets and a drink, no fries, no fries. No twenty-piece nugget, individual so, dipping one by one, twenty no, by your solo like, there's man. No, there's no pretense that it's like a real meal, you know. There's there's no side. Welcome to the Blackout Diaries, the show where stand-up comics plus everyday people tell true drinking stories. I'm your host, Sean Bear Flannery. And I am CJ Sullivan, and each week here on the Blackout Diaries, we have a different theme to the podcast when it comes to drinking and debauchery. And this week, it is breweries, specifically craft breweries, IPAs, micro-breweries, the things that are taking over. One of my favorites. It's one of my absolute favorites. (laughs) I was there, I've been there all week, actually, uh... Was it actually your birthday this week? It's my birthday. Yes, that's uh, right. So Our happy birthdays, if people don't know. We have birthdays on uh, consecutive days. And it's for as mm-hmm. long as we've known each other, which is over 20 years now, uh, we still don't really quite sure positive which one's which. <laughs> Whose birthday is which. We, we switch it sometimes. It's either you're October 4th or I'm October 5th or the opposite. And then, like, I... It's like Easter. It's like Easter. It moves around a little bit. You always know around. what time of the year it is, right. but it moves around a little bit. You and know? I mentioned it's like Greg Mills' great bit of Columbus Day and Columbus Day Observed. And like it's like two different days, and they're never the same days, you know. They don't, and they never yes. go in the same order, you know what I mean? But but they're right yeah. next to each other, right around each other. <laughs> uh, but I was this week. So anyway, so this bre- so this week was your birthday, and what happened? I've then? been going to all craft breweries okay. and those kind of things this week. Um, I was just at one uh, actually last night. Real quickly before I get to the big one that I, I was yeah. going to talk about, which is a new craft brewery we have in town, but. Uh, one of the things I, I, I kind of love about craft breweries is, like, most of them, like, they barely have a wait staff. Like, you're usually just going right to the bartender, yeah. you know, who's also a brewer. And, like, they they know everything about yep. all the beer. And it, it is interesting when you go to one that's in downtown Chicago and it has an actual staff. And it's basically hot women 
who fucking hate their customers because <laughs> they're just so nerdy and they're like right. uh, can you tell me what the gravity rate is on this stout here and right. uh, I see it's barrel age but what kind of barrel was this in you know? that's so funny <laughs> and like this is a woman who had just spent you know like She's like, why the fuck can't I work at a sports bar? Yeah. You know, like, like I got to answer <laughs> yeah. all these questions. How you is know? this the hot new bar that I have to be working at? Right. <laughs> <laughs> they sell mustard. Or everyone's work. always asking for taste. Right. No one orders a beer. They're like, I got to taste that first. I got to try it first. See, that's you know? my whole thing with these breweries, too. And I got out of the drinking game three years ago, I think just in time for this takeover of breweries. I and think I, you died. You timed it perfectly, yeah, the, CJ. The writing was on the wall with these uh, with these fucking breweries. <laughs> and when, when beer, be, when they try to make like beer wine, you know, like like the different, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I get it, you're making your own brewery, but there's so many of them. And the way they talk about the When flavors, you're talking about palate cleansing at a bar. Right. <laughs> you're talking yeah. about it in a hoppy flavor. It's not a wine. It's not, and it's not supposed to be like a wine. Like, you know, the no. history of beer more better than anybody, you know, it's, it, it's always mm-hmm. been around, but it's, but it's for, you know, like, like the working class for after work for drinking. You know, it's not supposed to taste good. It's supposed to taste like a lot, yeah. you know, <laughs> you're supposed to, yeah. you're not supposed 100%. to savor it. I, I don't know. You're not supposed to savor it. You know, it's supposed to be, like, no. it's supposed to be good. It's just supposed to not kill you. It's not supposed to, you're not supposed to be poisoned. That's what I'm trying to say. Exactly. You know, you're supposed to be able to throw a bunch back and right. be more or less, re- you know, I can still be a dad. Yes. You know, even though I can have four or five of right. these, and, you know. And forget um, about it. It makes you, you forget about it and you want to forget about that. I don't want to acknowledge what I'm drinking. You know I mean? I don't want to have cherry aftertaste, you know, and <laughs> yeah. fucking peach things. You know, I want to knock it yeah. back, you know, and uh, drift off for a second. Um, and you, you might like this. So the other one I went to, which is this, uh, this is a, a ballyhooed one that everybody in Chicago had been waiting for. Guinness opened up only its second mm. North American brewery in Chicago wow. this week. That's and it's amazing. huge. It's like bigger than an airport hangar. That's perfect. Chicago is like perfect city for Yeah, of course. I've been to the one in Dublin. Which is a church, which is hilarious, mm-hmm. you know. I always love brewery tours yeah. in general, too. You know what I mean? Because usually I don't give a fuck yeah. about the process of it, you know, of anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just do whatever you got to do. Uh-huh. Oh, the and then it goes in there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then there? Exactly. Now, and they do- all just look like different vats. Right. It's just vats and windows and laboratory. <laughs> Great. Fine. Yeah. When do we drink it, you know? Um, but the Guinness is definitely a different mixture. So that's amazing. So there's one in Chicago now, downtown. Yes, and what you would like is they don't do taste, ah. and they're pretty confrontational about that. <laughs> They'll be like, we don't believe in them. This is an ideological decision we right. made. In fact, we, we specifically sent back any cups that were small enough to be a taster cup. <laughs> there is no cup in this place that holds less than eight ounces. <laughs> like, they go on this spiel, so and you're like, whoa, all right. And I'm kind of into that. I'm like, all right, I like this. Yeah, I, like I the, do like that know, confrontation. You, combativeness of this stance. Yeah, you, what are you going to give the attitude? Like, oh, I just want to see what it tastes. You know what it tastes like. You, no one's coming here to learn <laughs> For the first time, what Guinness is, you're maybe here to learn more about it, but you already know, you know that we already we know you know. So, so pull up a real pint for crying out loud. Hundred <laughs> percent. But so we go there, and they have. Um, it's kind of funny, and we're going to get into the weird flavors of Cap Brewery more uh, after we have our uh, our hilarious guest Jared Logan. But um, it looks like the head brewer at this in North America. So all the Guinness. It's so Guinness in that, A, they won't let the actual Guinness stouts be brewed here. They're like, these fucking Yanks will never be able to do it right. So that's all imported in from Dublin. That's amazing. 
So the beers that are brewed there look like what an Irish person thinks Americans now drink. It's like it's it's triple IPA with um with ghost peppers. <laughs> you know, like they're mixing in like real weird spices with and you're like, what? I don't want to drink any of this shit, you know. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's hilarious to say that they wouldn't let him do it. Get, and Guinness is our people and drinking in Ireland, but they have, they're they a little ridiculous about the the, 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 the the care of Guinness and like how you can't only oh taste God. it within a mile of the brewery. It doesn't travel they well. They act like it's the U.S. government shipping plutonium. <laughs> like like they're like, you know, it can only go so far. It doesn't travel right. well. It, the, only, the right people have to be monitoring it at all levels of transference. I know. It's exactly right. It's hilarious. Uh, but... Um, um, we still have a good time. We, sure. we find a lot there that we like. And, we're you know, we're having a time. Okay. We're there right. for a while. We talk to a news crew uh-huh. that's interviewing people. And um, anyhow, I finally get home and I'm getting ready for bed. You'd probably like this update. And, uh, you know, I take off my shirt and Jess goes, uh, what the hell is that? <laughs> and I go, oh, I'm wearing this new deodorant and it, it creates these like white streaks. So like it looks like I have great chest hair today, but it's. It's not actually this gray. It's just, you know, the deodorant. She goes, no, you're bleeding. And I look down and I might actually, I still have it. This is from over a week ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's you a mark right that, there. That's that bruise. That looks so like... it was even bigger and it was bleeding. And then I go, oh, that, I don't know. <laughs> I just get in bed. Anyway, and you just get into bed, no cleanup at all, currently bleeding. Yeah, that's my old joke. When someone has to point out to you that you're bleeding. Yeah. That's what that's a telltale sign that you might have had you might have had too much. So that just happened from the brewery. You've been itself. overserved. Yeah, you've been overserved. Hap- potentially, mm-hmm. you know. Um I'm not I'm not gonna blame Guinness because I no, don't know if it happened not. there Guinness or fault. not. You know. Yeah. And then uh did Jess let did you have to go wrap that clean that up before at least at least stop the the open wounds before you came into bed? <laughs> I I yeah, I did have to stop the act of bleeding. Mm-hmm. That calmed her down a bit. <laughs> oh that but no need for concern. New natural deodorant, you know, so you have to apply a little more. But it's uh, it's all for the environment. Yeah, no, no, it's not that at all. <laughs> I can see inside your your stomach right now. You really have no recollection whatsoever, because that's pretty. No, that's a I, pretty big wound. I remember there were a lot of tables that were awkwardly sized, mm-hmm. and I think I ran into one of them full speed. Okay. You know, like they were like, you know, like they weren't quite at the right hip. I should have really been more involved with the opening of this brewery, and I could have like been like their 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 yank consultant, where I'm like, listen, we're taller than you guys over in Ireland. Um, these these tables are all wrong size. You're gonna people are gonna run into these, you know, with the soft parts of their body. Yeah. You don't want that, you know. Well, at the top, of what you were saying about the one with the waitresses, you know, who hate their cut. Like, I think all breweries are even like that. Like, even if they're not staffed, it's like long wooden tables. They think they're acting you know, like there's some yes. like German Einstein yeah. shit. Like, what is? Why? Why? I yeah, like a medieval paint. Exactly. It's like a medieval painting, like where they sign an armistice or something. Yeah, <laughs> right. Levels of wax everywhere, and of course, there's sharp ninety degree <laughs> angles. You're going, of course, you're going well, to the, fucking yeah, hit the, yourself. The chairs are all like, like everything's like a beyond a high tab. The, the, you're all, you're seven feet in the air, like like you're some sort of stork, you know, on all these chairs. 
Yeah. That place is a death trap. That's my review. Sure is. Yeah, it's not, I think I like that. It's a yank, yank consultant for breweries. That's a good another another job we created from this show that you should have. One was ambassador of teaching kids like in Japan how to drink, like in order to save yep. the economy. You know, yeah, the joys of it or whatever, and the pleasures of it, and now mm-hmm. uh, how to Americanize your uh, your wood and your your infrastructure. Your bar. Yeah, your bar. Yep. Anyways, well, but let's well, after that we'll get in. So we will get into more microbreweries and the fun stuff that uh, happens out with them attacking the drinking world. But first, we have guests with us, Jared Logan, which is oh yeah, one of our all time favorites, all time favorites, comedian, writer, all the things <clears throat> that these people do. He's uh, he's great, friends with us for over long over twenty years, whatever that is in Chicago. So he's got a, uh, a story about going to a brewery with his wife, and then one of the, mm-hmm. so ladies and gentlemen, without further brew. Without a midnight beery and other sayings like that, here is Jared Logan. <laughs> Recently, we went to a brewery together. Yeah, I like breweries too. Although, side note, brewery is the only place where if you say you went, it sounds like you've already been there. Hey, do you want to go to the brewery? <laughs> We're going to the brewery. Do you want to come? You went. <laughs> so we were at this brewery, and okay, a little background on my wife. If my wife wants a beer, she doesn't want one of these craft microbrewed beers. If my wife wants a beer, she wants a Bud Light or a Coors Light. My wife is a trash bag of a person. She's just a, <laughs> a low, sucking off sailors down by the dock kind of a gal. And please don't tell her I said that. So we're at this like microbrew place and the waitress walks up and my, my wife is like, can I get a Bud Light? And that was the wrong thing to ask because the waitress, this is how the waitress responded. She went, okay, we do not have Bud Light. Like she acted like my wife sort of was like, can I get a spit cup for my chaw? Like, But then what really pissed me off next was, was how, what the waitress offered instead of a Bud Light. Then she goes, well, I can't do a Bud Light, but what I can do is I can bring you a flight of beers. And that's 12 different tiny beers, each with a different original gravity and hops level, and each one from a different country on Earth. And you can try all of those and decide which one you like. And that pissed me off, because first of all, I'm not trying to be that guy. I'm not trying to be the baron of beer, you know, where I'm like, bring me the hopsy one. He amuses me. <laughs> I demand a beer from every nation, you know. And also it made me mad because she offered us the opposite of what we'd asked for. We asked for a Bud Light, you know what I mean? That would be like if I was like, hey, can I get a glass of water? And she was like, try fire. Like, that's not fair. Burn, motherfucker. All right, we're back in the Blackout Diaries. That was Jared Logan. Long time. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Hey, Jared Logan's with us right now. That's all that's important. <laughs> Me love you long time. Me love you yeah. long time. <laughs> love you long time, listener. Well, we normally say we normally say friend and Blackout Diaries regular, but you're yeah. not really a regular at the Blackout right. Diaries being out in L.A. But you're a long time friend. And you've... Yeah. Longtime friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see now. 2003, four is when I met you guys, probably. So 
uh, almost 20 years. Yep. And we wow. and we just got back doing a weekend in Chicago, reminiscing about those twenty years as the future of comedy yes. festival in <laughs> Chicago. I love that the <laughs> the future of comedy festival. Now here's about an open mic in the past. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was amazing. Um, but that was funny. But yeah. you were never. It was funny. You always got like along really swimmingly with us but you were never a big drinker like because the rest of us kind of were mm. but that was never your style no i'm a food guy um i you know i was raised <laughs> you know uh, kind of religious and my parents never had a drop and um i think i i think i was I, people scared me a little bit about it uh early on and that never quite i never quite loosened up about that until much later in life now during the pandemic, I became quite a bit of a drinker, which is why I <laughs> mm-hmm. I kind of have stopped now. But um, yeah. but you know, I, I think I can say with honesty that I have never blacked out. That's amazing. Did you go right from West Virginia to Chicago? Uh, no, I lived in the cultural mecca of Tennessee before okay. I. You wanted to work your way. Or you wanted to work your way up. That would be too much of a shot. Did. Yeah, you can't. It's like coming right. up too fast in scuba diving. You can't just go right to Chicago right, you'll get the from bends. West Virginia. You'll get the bends. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's funny that we do think about that. Like Jared drank. Jared drank just like a normal person. But when we look back, like, yeah, you weren't a big drinker. <laughs> you weren't us. <laughs> yeah, I was only having. I was only having six a night. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that was another thing is my psychiatrist, I, I, I started taking a medication and she was like, are you having, you know what the doctors say you should have? The, it, she was like, are you having more than four drinks a week? I know. And I was like, four? <laughs> four? I'm Infliction. having, right. during the <laughs> pandemic, I was having uh, 16 a week. So yeah, well, pandemic that. doesn't count. Even that, you, I, I yeah. like how your pandemic drinking was our normal drinking. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, sure. Jared, if you if you want to like compare our two pandemic levels, uh, my village gave me a second recycling bin what? because of how much I was drinking. <laughs> <laughs> the too many liquor bottles spilling over into the streets <laughs> on a weekly pickup basis. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, my wife gave me a second warning not to talk like that to her anymore. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I decided. Not are to you? Go are for you? Yeah, that I've I kind of love the dynamics of uh, you drunk with her because I I get the impression that you're a little scared of her sometimes. Oh, I'm terrified of her, and she's a way <laughs> way bigger drinker than I am. And yeah, even she's better I, at it. Yeah, she is better at it. And even though I have stopped, she has continued. And you know what? This is how big a drinker she is. When I said I was going to stop, she was like, come on, don't do that. Like, she, like, for weeks was like, I barely tolerate you as it is. Right. Like, don't do this. But now that I've done it, she she does like it now that I've done it. She's fine. That's so fun. Well, now you can drive her around. Yeah. And, yeah, she takes advantage of that. Yeah, sure. She is the great Kara Clank. I'll, we'll mention her by name. She's a hilarious comedian and podcaster herself. And, She's uh, the best. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned her in your set that we, the audience just heard as a uh, <laughs> as a as a regular beer drinker, which we appreciate, of course. Yes. You're not partaking in the fancy breweries that you went into, but uh, I do love that dynamic of like, yeah, I can barely tolerate you as it is. Don't don't fucking <laughs> 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 like. <laughs> 
Yeah, okay, she was just okay. worried that I was everywhere we would go. I would just sit there tapping my foot like, you right. know, can we go now? I'm not drunk, so I have no reason to be here. But I, you know, <laughs> What have I'm, you noticed more when you're just dead sober with her? When I'm dead sober. Um, or in yeah, general. I mean, you have, have to keep throwing her under the bus. <laughs> when, I, when I first got when I first started being sober, I'll be honest, being out at a bar or a party was like a little bit like. Uh, I don't know, uncomfortable because it's right. kind of like it really is psychological, right? You're just like, what am I going to do? Then I just started pounding non-alcoholic beers. And isn't that isn't that interesting? Because I do that as well. It's, it's just to, like, to get along, I guess, in the bars. But I, I think I feel I drink more beers now that I yes. don't drink than right. when I did <laughs> when I did drink. I'm like, you know, I didn't I didn't waste my time with yeah. beer when I was drinking. I was going pure like whiskey and shit like that. And now I'm like, oh, I see what people would do. They kind of like just casually move around with these things. Yeah. Oh, nine cans of athletic brewery. Okay. Right. And, uh, <laughs> then after a while, you're like, well, what am I doing? I'm just loading calories. <laughs> like yeah. I could be doing this could easily be club soda or water right. or if, anything. If, if instead of a, a can of non-alcoholic <laughs> beer, I just had that many sandwiches, people would look down on me. You know, I just sat there <laughs> having nine sandwiches. <laughs> Jared, you were uh, in your oh, you were at the God. Blackout Diaries live show a few weeks ago, and you were talking about how. Y- you're just like really not good at any substances, right? Like they affect you too much or they affect you irrationally. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and again, I think it really might be psychological more than anything, but like with marijuana, like, um, you know, so I've, I've really tried with marijuana a lot over the years to try to get it right at the dose where I'm happy. Like if I smoke a joint, like the second I smoke the joint, my next, thought is i'm like my taxes and then i just want to like go do my taxes and then get audited because you know uh so there's how many times have you been audited uh, actually zero it's you know it's a little bit of a joke okay but, a little artistic but, liberty oh, okay. yeah, a little artistic sure. liberty yeah uh but but for sure i mean the, the fact that i think about my taxes when i get high is not yeah. not a lie like my yeah, you're taxes, not fun high or, either no i'm not fun high <laughs> and i you know i but i keep trying i keep trying you know so uh you know another time i i i told this story it's like I got a Cat Stevens album and a stoop sale, uh, and I got some weed. And I was like, I want to get high and listen to Cat Stevens, thinking it's going to be like Moonshadow and songs like right. that. I didn't realize the album I bought was after he converted to Islam and was and was very angry at Western society. Yeah. So the songs were like. He got put on the TSA no fly list. Right. Yeah. So Producer the, Salman Rushdie. What, what album did I get? Here? Yeah. So the songs were like the songs were like him, like talking about how the cities are filled with death and corruption and like. So there was like a, I remember there was a lyric like a girl dead on the 25th floor and right. no one knows her name. And I'm like, I'm like really high thinking about a dead girl who nobody knows her name. Hilarious. That was a disaster oh, that night. And I was just now. on my own. I wasn't smoking with people. Um, yeah. so now we so know what he has. It's another Saturday night and he ain't got nobody. Cat. Yes. Maybe lighten up with the lyrics. Yeah. Cat. <laughs> What happened, man? Um, so yeah, but now I take I take the little bit the little weed gummies where it's like five yeah. milligrams and that's it. And I gotta tell you, I'm having a lot of success with that. You top off at five? 
Okay. I don't go higher than five. Mm-hmm. And, uh, That's it, good. It just yeah. like kind of makes me loosen up a little bit. And I do it. I'll perform like that. And yeah. uh, I have a good time. Mm-hmm. I have a good it does time. take the edge off. Nice. I, it, the timing's always tough with me with that. It's because you're always rolling. Yeah, that's what dice. it's all over the map for you know? me. And like it is regulated. It's it's way better. I mean, obviously now it's regulated and legalized, and you ha- and it, it's like it's on. So like, you know you can read the nutrition label of it basically and the actual dosage. But like mm-hmm. we're growing up back in the old days, kids. Uh, you know you'd go like the, the edible day was like you know some one of the dealers or whatever or a, like you know some hippie would make a batch of brownies or right. something like that. You'd go over yeah. there and they'd sell them. Something. You had no idea what the fuck you were getting. You know, <laughs> like you could be getting you know a complete ounce in there, an yeah. eighth or a little bit, and you just go out into the world and you eat this brownie. And next thing you know, you're tripping <laughs> yeah. or who knows. You know, like, I don't feel forever. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, like, I don't feel just... anything. Next, you know, like I need to get the fuck out of here yeah. <laughs> right now. You're panicking. <laughs> but you're right. Now you with the milligrams. You can uh, take it in a notch. At least, Everybody's but... weed disaster story is about an edible every mm-hmm. time. Like, right. Yeah. It's never like I had two tokes and I suddenly was in trouble. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, yeah. it's interesting when I stop mm-hmm. when I stopped drinking, Jared, I've my transition, I would get the weed drinks and make mocktails with that, you know. Yeah. But, which is which is like it's like in between edible and smoking, I think, or flowers. I hate as the, as the kids call it. And um, so like, ah, they're gonna mocktail, but then I, but that wouldn't work either because now I'm drinking them like they're drinks. Right. And, like, they're drinks. And every pour I'm making in there, I'm pouring like ten milligrams. <laughs> like, oh, it looks like I need another topper off, you know. Like, well, well, this isn't helping. This isn't a healthier alternative at all. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's a drink. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. California so Jared, how are you with you you strike me as somebody who would struggle with coffee too. How are you with coffee? So coffee I I do one a day generally. So and I but I I mean I do a big one. And uh and uh, then I and then I'm cool. Like but then sometimes I am tired and I've got work to do at night cuz um well, whatever. And uh that I'll have another one and um I don't know. I just like I whine about having a headache. That's that's <laughs> that's my crazy blackout story. Yeah, two, for two sure. coffees gave me a headache. Well, you were saying earlier. I mean, that is hilarious, but it is true. I'm I'm late in the coffee game myself too, because I think that's too when you stop drinking. You just the the addictions never leave. I just have to move it somewhere else, you know. And then, and I, I didn't know how to order coffee at first, like the Starbucks guys or whatever. Like, I was like, whatever was on the, whatever was on the billboard there through your new flavor drink. Then I looked it up. I'm like, oh, that has 185 grams of sugar. I probably shouldn't be knocking one of those back a day. Yeah. You know, you should do um, regular coffee. But you're right. Now, as we get older, like I literally, literally have to, like that's what I'm googling. Is it too late to go drink a fucking cup of coffee? Like that's yeah. how life change. I used to do, you know, dr- uh, go, leave a bar last call and then do drugs till noon. And now I'm googling things like, uh, is it too late to eat a banana and shit free, like that? Free you know? coffee's <laughs> bad for colon. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I feel you. It's. Uh... Now, you're, you're trying to downplay yourself, Jared, as not a blackout drunk, but you did say you were a food guy, too. I'm a though. blackout eater. You're a blackout eater. And I remember growing uh, early on the stages where we were just talking about the reminiscent, like, 
Um, you were big into not only just big into Wendy's. You had a lot of material based on Wendy's. Oh yeah, well I spent a lot of time there. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like you would get high and go to Wendy's <laughs> after you do your taxes. You would head to Wendy's, right? And you would, and like I knew all the new Wendy's like items through your act a lot or open mic acts. I remember, <laughs> not, not, not your road. Act. I remember a story I used to tell, which is that there was a Wendy's, unfortunately, across from almost across from my apartment. Yeah. And I, I, that Wendy's, I would eat there, I swear to God, when I was in my 20s, every day. I would eat at that Wendy's, which is not financially a no. good idea, but it's also just, it's so stupid. So I would eat at that Wendy's every day. The That Wendy's got shut down by the health department. Yeah. And when they opened back up, I just went right back to it. And I was hey, just like, they probably, you guys. they probably had too many straws in the straw holder or something. It, you know, so not worried about it at all. <laughs> That's probably what they had. And for a Wendy's in that city to get shut down for health code, I mean, that must have been, you know. It, yeah. They yeah. had to have done a lot. I, I don't know if that happens as much, but I remember um, – that whole area where we lived had like a bunch of fast food chain restaurants that were always being shut down and reopened. And the other reason they would get shut down is they wouldn't pay like up to corporate the licensing costs correctly. Do you remember the Burger King on Ashland that would always reopen? Yes. I mean, it was almost like a coming America bit where it'd be like the Burger Prince, you know, or something like that because they <laughs> they couldn't officially be a Burger King right. anymore. I'm going to tell you. Just a little bit of a tangent, but there was this place near my house that nobody was ever in here in L.A. now in Highland Park, and it was called Fusion Burgers, and I never saw one person walk in because it looked a little sketchy. And then during the pandemic, suddenly they put up a giant banner that said, now serving pasta. And you're like, I no, guys, that's not, that's not the way to dig yourself out of this hole. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> oh, man. That's so funny. Oh. You can do a lot more puns, though, with pasta. They could change your name. Yeah. That, well, they, What's your favorite fast food chain, uh, that's Jared? That's a great question. So, I, you know, uh, Wendy's is my favorite, but yeah, I don't have any around me right now. So, I'm a McDonald's man. I, you never go wrong with McDonald's. <laughs> now, that's yeah. interesting. You see, you, you went, we were just in Chicago. Uh, and then we, we we both did a walk back after our show. You went to McDonald's, and I went to like a local Mexican place for like a, whatever late night. It was late night, you know. Yeah. And got a burrito. I rolled a dice. Wasn't the best. And you had a good theory on that. You explained about me. Oh yeah, you don't want to go late night. You don't want to go to some individual non-chain restaurant where you don't know what you're getting. <laughs> this is a this is an important meal. This right. is what. <laughs> makes you feel like right. like satisfied with your life like yeah. you go to the tried yeah. and true and uh and i went to mcdonald's and i got uh the uh, what i realized as i was eating it is such a lonely man order which was a 20 piece nuggets and a drink no fries no fries no 20 fries. piece nugget individual so, dipping one by one 20 no, by your solo like there's man no, there's no pretense that it's like a real meal you know there's there's no side there's just the soda's just to to make the nuggets go down you know right. yeah you might as well dip it in there if you want use it as another it's basically a, a second dipping sauce your soda <laughs> 
Yeah. I was dipping the nuggets in the Coke, you know. Right. But when I told you that, I did it. You acted like I was like I drove down Lakeshore without a, without the seatbelt or something. Like, like I was cra- like you are crazy. <laughs> you yeah. are an absolute insane man to try to do that after midnight. Yeah, a Mexican place you, uh, is a great choice if it's Taco Bell after midnight. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> um this is something that happened to me this week that I think you guys would appreciate because uh, it's also getting harder to find um, individual restaurants that are open late in Chicago, yeah. especially on weekdays. It's mostly chains now. Absolutely. You know? um, <clears throat> that's, that's kind of the dirty little secret about Chicago. It's not a great late night food place at all, city at all. Not, a, not post-COVID. And we, we went to like, I was out with Burke uh, two nights ago. We go to like three bars. Their kitchen is shut down at like 9 p.m., like all of them. So like, okay, fair enough. <laughs> we'll just drink until last call, then go to Diner Grill. Yeah. No big deal. Right. So we go to Diner Grill, which you guys both remember. But I don't know if you guys Love knew Diner this. Grill, Diner Grill not burnt the, down. Not the same thing at Diner Grill anymore. New it burnt down and was rebuilt during during COVID. And it's much cleaner. And the, the, uh, there's less seating because the kitchen is bigger and more right. sophisticated. The menu spelled and correctly. I'm, it's just not the same. <laughs> <laughs> there's no I'm typos. Ta- <laughs> I'm, I'm talking to the guy. Uh, um. There's some sort of credit card problem, so I'm like, you know what, guys, let me just buy for you, okay? I'll, I got it. Mm-hmm. And I give him my credit card, and I'm explaining how we used to go there after shows. <clears throat> and he's like, yeah, we're real proud of this. So like, this is just super sophisticated. He <laughs> he goes, he throws my credit card in the air by accident, and it goes behind the like the burners and all that, <laughs> and they have to like shut the restaurant down. <laughs> <laughs> to move everything oh, man. to get my credit. And it was like taking up so much time and like drunk people are getting angry that I was like, I'm like so Midwestern. I'm like, you know what? Forget it. I didn't need that credit card. Don't worry about <laughs> yeah. it. You know, um. burn it th- with the grease fire when that comes up in a little the next week. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm no, cans- we're going to find it. on the card as we speak. Don't you worry about that. You got to serve them. <laughs> I went to a hilarious. restaurant while I was there in Chicago. It was, it was uh, like a brunch restaurant. Cash only. The sign mm. for cash only was the sign of a size of a postage stamp, so I missed it. <laughs> wait, 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 it's 2023. People pay with their phone. No one yeah, is carrying uh, around paper cash. <laughs> right? You, are you laundering money? Do not do that to people. I had to go to like two ATMs because one ATM didn't work. I was so angry. I don't know. Yeah, you, that place, I, that's that, that so place they, is gonna be amazing. Or that's like a, like a fold-up shop and the real owners are tied yeah. up they, in the back or something. They do that because they don't want to pay the fees to the You're credit right. card the fees, machine yeah. thing. You haven't figured that out economically? Like, with the amount of money you're taking <laughs> in, you can't pay the fee? Assholes. Never, we'll never go back. <laughs> I want to pay. I want a chip in my face that they just right. scan, and that's how it pays. <laughs> Yeah, I, if it's a cash only, it is only, amazing how like all. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> well, I was just say all these cash only places they have an ATM in there that's always broke right. too. Like you think that would be like the place to put that's, a functional ATM in because ATM. all these other guys yeah, are getting it's always blindsided a, it, by the. That's yeah, it's the ATM a that didn't work. ATM, right? That's the ATM that wouldn't work <laughs> with my card. Yeah, so it's a dial-up yeah. ATM with a 750 yeah. charge fee yes. as well. You know those liquor store type ATMs. Yeah, some kind of weird mm-hmm. bank you've never heard of, like. You know, <laughs> East Tacoma Credit Union. Like, what is this doing here? 
Yeah, if you're cash only, you better be mob owned. That's yeah. all I want to say. Like, I don't because right. you can't figure out the fucking fees. I, I, I almost demanded to see the owner so I could make sure that a guy came out and was like, "Well, you got a problem? Like a big fucking." <laughs> right. <laughs> so what? Like so mob owned? We're like, I, I can't say anything. You know what? Don't worry about it. Next time you get us, like yeah. one of those, like where they don't even care about yeah, that's what you're what paying. They would like, do. Yeah. You do me a favor, I do you a favor. Yeah. Okay? Right. <laughs> don't pay. Give me. Don't pay. Give me your address <laughs> <laughs> oh man well jared that's good thanks for brick coming on to blackout diaries oh, thank you so much here. now you before guys. now before we go time for you to plug away to our millions of listeners how's your album i was at your hour recording out here in los angeles yes um, um is that on wax already that well album? I- I, I, you know, I, I, that was just to kind of get some stuff on tape. So I'm, what, I'm like, what the I'm fuck like, was I there for then? I wasn't being recorded. <laughs> you were being, well, you were recorded. It was all filmed, but it was just to kind of get my new stuff on tape. And I kid, I got you. It was put great. It out, put it out there to people that look at that stuff and hire you for stuff. But I, if people want to check out stuff, I do go and listen to a podcast called employees only that I've done with imagine, uh, entertainment. And, uh, it's a show where people in a Walmart type break room talk about the news uh, mm. and it's 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 jokes. So check that out and if you are at all into the tabletop role playing game hobby, check me out on the Glass Cannon Network. And if you don't know what that is, maybe don't check it out. If you don't know what what tabletop role-playing is, I don't think you want to learn this way. (laughs) Well, that's amazing. I implore everyone to check anything out by Jared Logan. Just type that name in and see what comes up and have a fun ride because everything he does is great. Enjoy the ride. Yeah, thanks so much for joining us, buddy. Of course. Always great to talk to you guys. And we're back at the Blackout Diary, Sean Bear Flannery with C.J. Sullivan. That was Jared Logan, who just left us. And we are talking about craft beer, C.J. Yep, talking about craft um, beer, which overtaking. I think it's a big Midwest thing, craft beer as well. I mean, it's everywhere, obviously. It is. But I feel like Midwest has really sunk its teeth into it and gone, leaned into it. Uh, made, made a lot of it because of the winners, too. And it's, like, it's you know men needing, needing to uh, do something. I think you're 100% correct, and I think another thing that people in the Midwest do about whatever their favorite brewery is here, they look at it like the way normal people look at like their favorite place for a Sunday growing up mm-hmm. or something like that, where they think it's the best beer in all the world, right. and they will... Um, like uh, spend money to go to like the one bar in town that might have their favorite beer from back home. Um, There's a brewery in Wisconsin that is famous for this, New Glarus. Um, Everyone in Wisconsin says this is the greatest beer you've ever had in your life. (laughs) And I don't, did you ever have Spotted Cow? Oh, of course. Spotted Cow's legendary. Of course I've had Spotted Cow. And it is good. It's a fine beer. It's just not it's fine. It's, it's completely not, fine. Yeah, it's a fine beer. It's nothing extraordinary. You know, I mean, I and I, I yes. want to getting it. I tell you what, it worked. And, and, their, and their thing is it's never sold outside Wisconsin. That's the thing. So people Correct. would bring it back, you know, and, and that creates, you know, a final yes. demand. So when I would I would get it because it was a treat like, oh, you can't get this anywhere else. I'll get it. You know, yeah. Um, 
not that I would crave for, but people people only crave for it if they're from there. Like kind of like the way you know, yeah, the way like uh, Cincinnati people crave their skyline chili or something. They'll have it flown out. Like what the fuck is this? You know, like oh, you gotta have it. Like no, it's just something you like because you grew up on it. You know, and it's exactly. And you Clevelanders have I know that Christmas sale. Um, yep. What's the name of that company? The same Great Lakes. Great, Great Lakes, Lakes Christmas Sale. Great, Great Lakes Christmas Sale. You now the difference is Great Lakes. Great Lakes, if I may. <laughs> Is a real business, <laughs> yeah, and they will pay absolutely. to distribute in other states. New Glarus right. is a very pretentious, cheap business yes. that will not do that. Right, and they're and, and they're really known for their hook is just that you can only get in Wisconsin. That's like their hook. You can basically. only get it there. If you if I tell my neighbors mm-hmm. that I'm gonna I need to go up to Wisconsin for some reason, <laughs> every single one yeah. that is from Wisconsin, right. which is about three of them, will be like, yo, you got to bring me back some you spotted cow. You got to bring me back some spotted cow. You got you know. And they'll give you money, like they'll do, you know. But right. they they are acting like you're you're up there getting medical supplies for them or something like that. <laughs> right. You go to, and this is like actually you're going across CJ. the border. <laughs> yeah, this has become such a problem that it's actually led to arrest. There was a bar in New York uh, that was shut down when they um, were illegally selling it at a Wisconsin bar, and more recently, two were charged what? and might go to jail for selling spotted cow in Minnesota. Oh, Minnesota. Wait, there was one yes. in New York as well. That's crazy. There was also one in New York. So th- th- this is like a like a national epidemic oh, here, where bars are trying to get spotted cow to their Wisconsin customers and going to jail. For but the, it. let's but read this. The arrest happened in Minnesota. Minnesota. This is a very Midwest story. <laughs> yes, <laughs> correct. No, there's uh, so there. It's two separate incidents. One one bar in New York also did the same exact thing. Yeah. They got shut down, and then oh. two months later, a, 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 a separate, wholly separate bar in Minneapolis okay. did the same, or Minnesota, pardon me, did yep. it. So it says, a former Maple Grove bar owner and manager have been charged after being caught illegally importing spotted cow beer, then selling it at their establishment. Illegal. Like it's, they a, pro- bought, like it's a prohibition. Yeah. They're bringing beer across state lines. I know. Well, and believe it or not, it was basically like an Elliot Ness, you know, yeah. raid here where it okay. says the Minnesota Department of Public Safety and Alcohol and Gambling Enforcement Division began an investigation after receiving an anonymous tip about the Maple Tavern on <laughs> April 13th. That's then why two I love of it. its agents visited the bar. <laughs> oh, they did an operation. <laughs> They went in for a sting and ordered a spotted cow. Mm-hmm. And once they were served spotted cow, like they basically put them in handcuffs. Jesus. They saw the kegs. They bought them. Now, they bought them legally, obviously, at a liquor store and just had them shipped, I guess. But I, I love the anonymous tip. Some fucking goddamn. You know, he's from Wisconsin. And then he's it it just, it just upset. You can't have that outside of Wisconsin. And he dimes them out. Instead of enjoying it. That's how Midwest yeah, they exactly. are. He would rather, go, oh, well, he, yeah. You know, instead of enjoying it, like, oh, he, a bar it's either that person. I I hope it's not that person, but I think you're right. Like the only other explanation I had in my head is it was like they were showing a Packers Vikings game, yeah, and the Vikings lost, sure. and it was just some angry Vikings fan, like, oh, I'll get you guys fucking back. Oh you yeah, there's definitely and a drunken anger thing too, and he's probably a regular there too. And they got in an argument with it, you know, got cut off or whatever, and he's gonna, well, I know exactly how to get you in trouble. Basically, a disgruntled employee calling in, uh, you know, but a, disgruntled, <laughs> but a disgruntled drunk, like some kind of health code violation. Oh, you, wait, you should check out, check under the hood at this place. <laughs> I mean, and it's got to be one of those things. I'm sure if you're a bar owner, you, most bar owners probably take that seriously. But then there's another part of you that are like, I mean, you don't have any better things to do, I mean, Minnesota sure. government. Jesus than, than, Christ. Yeah. It's, and it's not like Spotted Cow's not making money off it. 
You know what I mean? Like, this, it's like it's brewery. It's yeah, like, it would be different if Spotted Cow was trying to, like, avoid tax um, right. by, like, shipping it illegally or something like that. This, These are just two go-getters trying to make people happy here. Yeah. Couldn't advertise it, I'm sure, but I mean that's that's just amazing that they arrested these guys and and uh, and I and I bet the cops were lined up to tackle this story, like this this case. I'll get on the job, Pete. Oh, I got that yeah, one, Pete. You want to get down there? We go check this uh, check the situation out. Like really do a six month operation. Well, we're still we want to make sure it's the real deal, though. We're gonna bring something to the laboratory. Yeah, they told us it was spotted cow. Right. Uh, and it looked like spotted cow, but we're not 100. Actually, I think what you got to do is you got to fly us over to the brewery. And we got to test <laughs> yeah, it there. Yeah, we're going to do and some then we gotta sampling. Fly back because, and then test it here. Because you can buy those taps and signs anywhere. That doesn't mean anything just because it says it. We got to <laughs> check the real deal out of it. <laughs> oh, man. That's incredible. Well, like we said up top, these breweries are taking uh, taking over the drinking world, and especially the IPAs. It wasn't like a hipster thing. It's a weird thing. Like you like you're saying, there's annoying customers. I think it comes with, like, beard oil and things like that, that kind of a nature. But then... <laughs> But when it comes to the Midwest, but like you were saying earlier, there's a study of how much, I mean, how much it's given to the economy, how many jobs, and how much we're dependent upon it now. It, it has gotten up to the point where in uh, 2022, okay. craft breweries hit uh, $70 billion. They are contributing $70 billion to the U.S. economy and support more than 400,000 jobs. That's insane. <laughs> That's hilarious. I mean, that's absolutely insane. That's hilarious. Now, yeah. you you always make fun of the South for not being a real region, for not having real jobs down there and not a real economy. Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> this does not help your case, because I believe half of Midwest economy is just all based around drinking. <laughs> <laughs> it does say the biggest states, and they're all Midwest. Right. It's all Michigan. Illinois, Minnesota, yeah. Indiana, and Iowa. <laughs> Michigan. <laughs> Just our whole economy is changing into craft right. beer. <laughs> it really is. Michigan calls itself the great beer state now. <laughs> Grand Rapids has over 40 craft breweries itself. Put Michigan Midwest. Grand Rapids uh, is, is thinking about changing their nickname to Beer City USA. <laughs> 63,000 jobs for these fucking beers. This is hilarious. <laughs> that's just in Michigan. Yeah, that's insane. Right. Um. So that's so that's what's happening, and now there's all kinds of flavors. So so everyone just makes up their own flavor, and we talked about at the top of the show that we that you don't need for beer, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, alcohol is just a, supposed to be the beer itself, which has been around forever. Um, I know you always said that once bottled beer was the original Netflix. I remember you saying was the most important one of the most important inventions of our time. When you could bring home the beer. Oh, yeah. From- I, uh, that's been a long time. Yeah. yeah. You're good at remembering my bar claims. But, yeah, you know, what? my argument <laughs> right. was, my argument was that, you know, before they, you know, so people don't realize that bottled beer was, like, actually, like, a technical innovation. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it was really hard uh, to bottle, individually bottle beer uh, when it was first created. And it basically shut down the neighborhood tavern. Like, you you, you know, the same way you used to have to go to a movie theater yeah. to watch a movie, you used to have to go to a local tavern mm-hmm. to buy a beer. Like, you couldn't have beer at home. Right. Um, so, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a huge change. It was. That's actually what you're saying should be best thing since sliced bread, best thing since bottled beer. That's the same technique. It's the same thing. We're like, wow. Well, how, how, that's uh, a great. 
I think I am. I'm going to try and get that slogan started now that and now that we got this craft brewery. That's what I mean. I think I've got a lot of receptive listeners. And that's what started this thing. I'm thinking for sure. You know, because people will say, "Well, what do you mean? How hard is a sliced bread?" And it actually was tough to slice bread. You know, have a machine to make it economically feasible. Same thing with bottled beer. Mm -hmm. And then that's that's the headline. You used to say bottled beer is the original Netflix, which is a hilarious line to say because then it takes it. It's breaking. But that led to all these breweries, and now these flavors they get into. Yeah, now it's almost too easy. So now, yeah, now there's certain things they're making that you're like well you would never no one would ever buy a keg of that mm-hmm. so like mate you're just selling it in these small one-off bottles um actually you know what some of these that made me think of we have a, a good friend chad briggs who has a podcast yes. where he reviews some of these beers and i don't even know how he drinks some of these because let me give you some of the recent flavors that have been made All here right. cj uh in texas we have best made which is a sour pickle juice beer oh, okay people who love pickles People who love pickles love pickles, and they're always trying to force it that into true. everything in the world. Like, okay, like okay, with your love of pickles, but stop putting your stop putting your pickles upon us in all these products, jamming yeah. in beers, potato chips. It's like what, what, pickles don't belong yeah. anywhere near these things. Yeah. I do like this quote from Shug Cole, their director of marketing for the brewery that made this. Uh, when you taste this beer, you're gonna taste pickle juice, one hundred percent. I do like doing that because usually when you're at a brewery and they combine something that looks a little iffy, you go, is it real overpowering? And they almost always go, no, it's subtle. It's balanced. And I like this person going, this is 100% fucking pickle juice in your mouth. It's so funny. Pickle juice in general, I think they're the the representatives that are throwing it out there like in like kind of a mystery of like it can like do good things for you. But they're like. Really? Is it? Is it help you with? Is uh, it help you with hangovers? Eh, I don't know. Might maybe try it. Try it with whiskey. They're just like they're basically like, give it a shot. Like there was a thing where like, pickle juice is like like Gatorade. Like it helps you with, like re- uh, replenish. Like I don't know. Doesn't hurt. That's what we we do know that doesn't hurt. So give it a shot. Give it a fucking yeah. dose of pickle juice. Which they don't even know that right. either. But yeah. <laughs> it's just them just trying to throw their hat in. Like, eh, so we like to get in the mix. We like to come to the party as well. Because picklebacks became a big uh, thing within the last like ten years. This is a this one. This is a, Bru- a Brooklyn brewery called Weldworks that we're going to move on to. That has some of the weirdest flavors I've ever heard of. They have a spaghetti ghost. I think you pronounce it ghost. A ghost is if you're unfamiliar, like a real sour beer. Yeah. So this is a sour spaghetti beer. That sounds yeah, absolutely yeah. terrible. Yeah, what is uh, or on? and I've been seeing this a lot too, where they put like straight up desserts inside it. The other one is an Oreo stout, Dang. and it's like. That's what it, I mean. yeah, why it's do I a, want my beer to taste right. like a you know it's like a, a disgrace dessert. to the beers? Take that over to the fucking martini <laughs> world if you want to uh, jazz up your <laughs> you know. Like there's a time and place for those things. I'm not even against it. I'm just saying you know you bring you move it over there. Hundred percent. I'm looking at some um, of these. <laughs> the one uh, article you sent me a weird beer flavors. I think when they they just try to uh, like do those daring ones. Like I'm looking at. Whale testicle beer is a uh, is a. Uh, does, an, it does. Does it have actual whale testicles in it though? Because I would imagine that's expensive. Right. It says uh, it says pure Icelandic water and whale testicles smoked in the sheep dung. It says sheep the sheep the sheep shit adds smoke to the beer. The brewery says while the whale testicles, one massive ball used per batch, help gives the brown beer its porter like flavor. It's brewed in the winter months, obviously, and Icelandic people eat rotten shark and special meats in honor of Thor, the thunder god, like their ancestors did before them. 
But I like anytime I want to send, like, there's a bull testicle beer. I love when the, people love just getting with the testicles for either challenges, <laughs> and it's like one of those other things. It's like the manly pickle juice. They want to sort of say, like, uh, does it help? Well, I, all we know is you can eat it. Like, just because you can doesn't mean that it should be. It doesn't add anything to the flavor. Bull testicle is absolutely hilarious. Is the bull testicle overpowering? <laughs> right. Oh, my God. It tastes like no, testicles. No, it's subtle. It tastes like testicles. Good, good. That's what we were hoping for. That's in Denver, Colorado. They're checking out bull testicles. Like, Whoa, this buffalo. That makes sense, I guess. Rocky Moyne oyster. Um, How about this one? The world. Although, and, I was just going to say. Go ahead. I was just going to talk about the world's strongest beer by Snake Venom, which is Brewmeister. Just in the UK, this makes sense. It's called the world's strongest okay. beer. All right. 67 and a half point APV, APV, which uh, <laughs> it's so dense it can't even be carbonated, according to the spokesperson. <laughs> I, I mean, at that point, are we are we still a beer? Yeah. <laughs> the Scottish brewery makes it with a fiery finish and suggests downing no more than a shot's worth at a time. It'll be stronger than most shots of liquor you'll ever take. <laughs> well, then what? Yeah, it's not even a fuck. You're right. At that point, it's not a beer whatsoever. <laughs> That's absolutely hilarious. Yeah, that, um, I, that I want to. Well, it looks get like. Behind. Yeah, that I kind of like as an experiment. Right, that's that, fine. That's, I'm fine that's, with that. Yeah. But when you start um, making spaghetti and there's like one like cereal flavor, like, yeah. what, what, what are we doing here? <laughs> and I will say this for Snake Venom beer. That's a good title. Right. That's a good name. Yeah, for yeah. a beer that strong. Mm-hmm. Because the other thing that the craft beer. Uh, industry really struggles with is terrible names like we're all familiar with how many puns they have yes. you know like the hoppinator it's well, all these hop puns right and so well a on. lot of these ipas are bros you know and they're 20 year olds or 30 year olds yeah. whatever or 30 year olds you know they finally get like a business plan together and this is their business idea or to make beer so they want to mm-hmm. and they start marketing what they think is funny to, to basically themselves you know yeah, and they're not like a normal company that right. has a legal or PR department oh, that yeah. could be like, guys, we we can't move forward with this yeah, name. Got a couple you know? guys in the it garage, a uh, couple guys in the garage energy going on. So there is uh, kind of a history of some breweries going a little bit too far with their names, mm-hmm. and we're not just talking about bad puns, but like inappropriate names. Right. This is a blog uh, from uh, I don't actually know what this place is. Uh, First we feast, uh, which is a beer blog. Oh, First we feast. First we feast is a company. I think that uh, the oh, okay. the hot wing show is on there. And, that, 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 oh, okay, that YouTube cool. show where the guy interviews celebrities and they eat hot wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, big, it's pretty gotcha. Big show. So they, Thank they, you. they do a lot of um, eating and drinking stuff, material, food and, and beverage, they have a blog food and beverage most, content. Gotcha. They have a blog, the 10 most questionable beer names and labels in recent histories. And we probably won't get to all 10, but some of these yeah. are like, it's, I mean, it's, it's amazing that even 22 year old men thought this was a good idea. <laughs> now it, now it'll start with like borderline inappropriate ones, like flying dog breweries, raging bitch Belgian style IPA, right. and then it's like a, an angry female dog. So you're like, okay, raging you know, that's a bitch. Borderline, maybe. What I do like in some of these, real quick, Sean, is like there's a little paragraphs underneath them. Like usually this, like you know, the contrary, someone will try to cancel them, and then they'll speak out about like the First Amendment or some stupid shit like that, you know. And uh, that's what that's what this guy said. Um, he goes. Uh, the company label imagery text by renowned artists. They said it endangered public safety and was harmful to any adult who might read the beer's name on a restaurant's menu. But the First Amendment pulled through for Raging Bitch, which is still brewed year round. <laughs> <laughs> 
But also, I love when people lean on shit like that, like that where like what oh. its origin word. Your bitch means a female dog. Yeah, I, we know, but it, but it's not what people think of <laughs> when you say just because you draw a dog on there. No one calls a dog a bitch anymore. <laughs> I also love that the First Amendment is our most important amendment that's continually upheld by our worst members of society. <laughs> right. You know, who are, they're just the ones setting the cases. Yeah, and all, you know, they, they just they yell First protect Amendment. Protect it for the rest of us. First Amendment. <laughs> You fucking bitch. (laughs) (laughs) But some of these are... uh get more and more inappropriate. Like this one, New England Brewing Company's Gandhi Bot Double IPA. Gandhi Bot. And on the cover, first, it has an Indian font, like for the name, and then it's a drawing of Gandhi, Mahatma Gandhi, as a robot. (laughs) (laughs) Gandhi as a robot. All right. (laughs) I mean, What's prob- what my problems with these th- these names is like they they scream that the idea came while they were drinking these beers. You know what I mean? And you can see yeah. them saying, "Oh, that would totally fucking be amazing." No, we should do yeah. that. No, we should do that. Yeah. You know, you can hear them saying it, and they, and they just didn't sober up. Uh, a state senator in their uh, home state of Connecticut, mm-hmm. uh, Prasad Sernavanasan, says, mm-hmm. how do you pay homage by naming a beer after a man who was totally against alcohol? <laughs> um, he was against food, The state too, senator was then know. asked if... Yeah. <laughs> He said it was, he was asked if it was racist. He said it's at least insensitive. Right. At the, I like what they, I like. I like what they come out with that, with that statement. At the minimum, it's highly offensive and insensitive. <laughs> I mean, and he's got it right. He's like, you gotta agree with that. Yeah. You know? I mean, let, let, let's all start on that's common ground. <laughs> yeah. Gotta, and then I love. The, the companies. So I love it when the company just does. Uh, I love it when it goes. The company said in a since deleted Facebook post. <laughs> like so, when it's like since deleted. Right. So they sense didn't deleted. even get their apology right. But it says our intent was not to offend anyone, but rather pay homage and celebrate a man that we really respect. Yeah, we thought we think if Gandhi or a robot was here today, they would say. <laughs> One, can someone get me a sandwich? Am I right? And also, they would love this thing. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love the one they say. At the very least, this thing is offensive for sure. There's another one here on that similar one, the uh, the Indica, where they where they use the uh, Hindu elephant in the, on their label, and the and four of the hands of the Hindu elephant are holding beers, <laughs> and another one in his trunk. <laughs> The Ganesh God, the elephant God Ganesh. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> this is another one. At the very least, this is very off- offensive. We didn't. We thought they would. They would love it. I mean, that's a religious goddamn. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, you wouldn't do it with Jesus. Right. Like you wouldn't put like Jesus on the cross holding two That'd cold amazing, ones. You know, though, like you right. wouldn't do that. <laughs> the wood actually. Now we're talking. Well, this is how these ideas end up happening. I know, right? And I'm thinking that's actually a good blackout. If we do make a beer, I would like a Jesus, a cro- Jesus on the cross holding two beers, because his head is to the side, like like with the tongue out, like he wants to reach it, but he can't. That'd be yeah. that'd be amazing. Dying for your uh, hops. I mean, it would go viral. That's it would sure. definitely go viral, and I guess that's what they want to do. Not that I want to make a beer, but uh, we should at least make the maybe we should at least make the T-shirts at the very least and throw that on the Patreon. <laughs> at the very <laughs> least, we'll start there. We'll see who wants to collaborate. That'd be great if you could reach out to a brewery. We got an idea for collaboration. Right. Okay, we like the Blackout Tires, like the brand. What are you thinking? We send that, and I'm guessing it's going to be total radio silence <laughs> <laughs> after that image. But then. 
I still don't know that we would have the most offensive one in history okay. because I think up there in the running is Sweetwaters. Mm. Uh, Sweetwaters, which is a pretty big brewery out of Georgia, Sweetwaters uh, came out with a happy ending Imperial Stout. Happy ending. I can just that, imagine where this is going. Yeah, it has uh, basically like this Japanese woman on the front of it, and then on the back it has a box of Kleenexes. Good God. <laughs> I mean, they're not even being subtle about it. And I'm looking at this picture now, know. this geese looking at you on the front label. <laughs> Put yeah. a smile on your face, <laughs> Sweetwater. And the box of Kleenex, by the way, on the back has the face of the guy from Office Space doing the O face, which is this hilarious bit. <laughs> Which I'm sure they didn't clear the rights for that either. <laughs> no. Happy ending. And then like, the um, quotes are obviously innuendo about it. But now, I also like, so this one kind of started going viral um, through Chicago mm-hmm. when Ben, the, whoever the. Um, Adam Fabrick. Like Adam Fabric, uh, a manager at Binnie's in uh, Lincoln Park here. That's Oh, okay. And that's Thank the you. big Binnie's that we go to right there on Halstead and Clark, right by Clark Dog. Great Benny's. Yeah. Great Benny's. He basically said, this is too sexist for my beer aisle. Um, <laughs> it is and, like a warehouse there. I think it, there, are, there are employees that have never met each other in that place. The place is huge. <laughs> you know, and they all have their own great. little sections. I'm like, hey, where, where's your wine at? Like, oh, that's Tommy. You know, you got to go down there. Like, they don't Yeah, they won't talk about. to you. They'll, they'll act like it's, it's like gangs in New York. Like, <laughs> I can't even go over there. He'll kill me if I try to, like, suggest <laughs> exactly. something. Like, you, you got to go find him. He's got a handlebar mustache. He's about 55. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not allowed to talk to him. Right. <laughs> um, but he decided not to carry the brew, and then it went kind of viral. Now, what I will say in Sweetwater's defense is mm-hmm. unlike the rest of these people that have tried to defend it, <laughs> Sweetwater CEO <laughs> says, we may not have thought this through. Which, if you look at it, I'm like, well, you, 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 that, that, I wasn't saying it's not thorough. It's definitely thorough. <laughs> but you're right. <laughs> you might not have thought about the reactions, <laughs> but you definitely thought about the processing <laughs> and the making of it through. I mean, good, congratulations on that, actually. <laughs> but I love the guy, like you said, like this manager who just kind of went rogue. You said he's not even part of the, he's not even like, yeah. he's not Benny himself, you know? He's just like, mm-hmm. we will not tolerate. Yeah sexist or misogynist labels in my store in my department basically my yeah. row aisles 12 and 13 <laughs> <laughs> have i ever told you uh because i know we got to end here real quickly though yeah. but uh my story about the my my so i used to go, also go to the bennies uh down in the loop when i worked there and uh my favorite bennies employee story i'm sure i've told you this before but i don't think i've ever told it on the podcast is i had to get a um a good bottle of wine for gift so I asked like the guy who's in the wine aisle, like, hey, what's a good bottle in like the fifty to hundred dollar range? He goes, Oh, you need Fred. I don't do wine. And everyone at Benny's at that downtown Benny's is like seventy years yeah, old yeah. or higher. Like they're all just like <laughs> old alcoholics and they're all in a piss poor mood. So he takes me over, he gets he uh, he takes the intercom thing and he goes, uh, Fred to the wine aisle for a suggestion. Fred to the wine aisle to a suggestion. And there's another seventy year old employee uh, right by the intercom. And he just goes, uh, have I ever told you how much I fucking hate your voice? <laughs> just like, no. 
No irony whatsoever. <laughs> it was said with the most anger I've ever oh, heard in my life. I, lo- I love when you get a peek behind fucking workforce, <laughs> workforce <laughs> problem, like fight, a fighting and, and issues going on that's been, been, been brewing for years. Now, if he did that on the intercom, yeah. that'd be amazing. A couple intercom battles going on. Well, he hasn't actually. He hasn't hung up the intercom yet. The oh, other guy. Now wow. that what? Uh, so the other guy goes, "You are." You are such a miserable cunt. And then you just hear a <laughs> like a super loud hang up. Yeah, I can see why you go to that liquor store. That sounds incredible. That's exactly what I want from my liquor store, babies. <laughs> just old men arguing. Oh, man. Oh, well, Sean, that's going to wrap it up for today's Blackout Diaries. We need yep. to get out of here now. Besides, every Friday, uh, the live show at the Lincoln Lodge, which I just did last week, it's part of the uh, Future Comedy Festival. It was mm-hmm. a great show. Um, at 10 o'clock at the Lincoln Lodge. What else you got? I know you're doing your mm-hmm. book tour. What's, what's going on with that? Doing the book tour. I'm going to be in Cleveland Friday after Thanksgiving with our good buddy Adam Burke. Wow. He and I are doing a show at the Mercury Music Lounge oh. in Lakewood. Uh, so get your tickets now That's awesome. for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and then my book is available at SeanBearFlannery.com. Um, what do you got going is. on? Now CJ? you got you got to compete with uh, Mike Bridenstine's book now that that's uh, hit the New York Times list and uh, I do. I though I think yours is. I do. Yours is. More I'm going to try and get. I'm going to try and get uh, reviewed on um, beer websites. <laughs> I like that term. Book part. websites don't want to talk to me. Right. <laughs> I think beer websites will be happy to talk to me. Perfect. Uh, me just uh, my other podcast, The Bottom Line Bombs. Make sure you subscribe to that. I know you're already subscribed to this, The Blackout Diaries. So give us a five star review here and uh, write eh, write whatever you want. Just make sure you put five stars for the algorithms. I don't care. Say you hate us, but uh, tell fifty thousand of your friends <laughs> and subscribe to The Blackout Diaries and Bottom Line Bombs. And uh, that's going to be do it for us. We'll uh, see you next week. <laughs>